What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Happy Friday, football fans, and welcome into another edition of the Chase Podcast. I'm Isaac Sines, and I thank you for joining. In today's episode, I discuss some of the top Senior Bowl prospects and what to watch for ahead of Saturday's game. Plus, I'll break down some small school prospects that should not be overlooked. I will discuss all of that and more coming up in the latest episode of the Pro Football Chase Podcast. The Fall is another production of the Chase Podcast, covering the latest news and analysis around the National Football League. Turn the volume up. The Chase is on and the Chase is live. Now, It is Friday, January 25th here on the Pro Football Chase Podcast. Isaac Sines coming to you live for another day of NFL coverage, but this time I'm going to fixate today's episode on some draft coverage on saturday we do have a football game the 2019 senior bowl that will be played in mobile alabama 2 30 p.m eastern time is the scheduled kickoff will be broadcasted exclusively on nfl network now for those of you who have been covering the senior bowl this week They've been showing a lot of recaps and analysis on NFL Network, talking about how some of these prospects have looked, who stood out, who struggled. The bottom line is that this game carries a lot of weight for the top seniors in the NFL draft class because they're able to put their skill set on display against other all-star seniors that stood out at their respective schools and What makes this game even more intriguing for me as a football fan is seeing these prospects that are coming from 
mid-major schools, D2, D3, that get a crack at going toe-to-toe with some of these big-time D1 prospects that are playing in the SEC, Big Ten, ACC, the Power Five. And so this is where guys can really put their names on GM's radar as we move forward in this draft process. We know the scouting combine that happens in Indianapolis every year will be coming at the end of February into early March. So that is another big window of time where executives and coaches and front office staffers will be keeping a close eye on these guys' measurables, how they move in drills. As they say, it's the underwear Olympics where you get to see some of these freak athletes put on a show. And so I figured, you know what, since it's Friday, we're a day out from this game. I wanted to kind of talk about some of these main prospects, go through a couple of these positions on offense and defense to help you become more informed about what each of these prospects brings to the table and what we can expect, what scouts are writing about them. So that way we can get an early jump on this draft process. I know for those of you whose team is not playing in the Super Bowl, which is 30 NFL teams that are currently underway in their offseason preparations. Now, if you're a Rams and Patriots fan, I'm sure you're still interested to see who's playing on Saturday because the draft process never sleeps as scouts are always on the road. So I wanted to provide this as kind of a cool way to learn more about each player where they come from, what kind of numbers they put up in 2018. And so without further ado, let's go ahead and get started with the quarterback group in this year's Senior Bowl. The first name that I want to talk about is Drew Locke from Missouri. 6'3", 228 pounds. He does play for the North team. And now the North squad is being coached by the Oakland Raiders. John Gruden and the South is being coached by Kyle Shanahan and the San Francisco 49ers. So Locke is a part of Gruden's team. Now his draft projection is up and down a little bit. Some scouts view him as a first round pick. Others don't think he should be taken until the second round. Locke is big, athletic. He's got a strong arm. And some people even wrote that he's a poor man's Patrick Mahomes with what he can do by launching rockets down the field to open wideouts in space. Locke completed 61% of his passes in 2018 for 3,498 yards with 28 touchdowns and 8 interceptions. He also notched 6 rushing touchdowns as well. He played well and fought hard against Georgia, but he was plagued by drop passes by several of his receivers. He then had a disappointing performance against Alabama where he turned the ball over three times and then bounced back with a stellar performance against Dan Mullen and the Florida Gators. And look, A lot of people don't know this, but it was Locke's first year in a pro-style offense, as well as his first season making pre-snap checks and kills, setting protections, making full-field progression reads, and it really took some time for him to catch up mentally, especially as he 
continued his development in that Missouri system. But now watching him here during the Senior Bowl preparation, during practice, he's had some days where he's looked comfortable, where he's made some good throws. He stood in the pocket in team drills, but he also does happen to have those moments where he's off target, looks a little uncomfortable. And so that is one of his knocks as a prospect. A lot of people just want to know, we know this guy has potential, but we want to see him do it on a consistent basis against some top-tier talent. So make no mistake about it. I think Drew Locke, of all the quarterbacks there in Mobile, has the most to gain, yet he also has the most to lose. Because while this guy is touted as a potential top 15 first-round draft pick, a bad performance on Saturday, although it's very early in the draft process, evaluations, grades are still being put out on these signal callers. But if he's unable to put out an adequate performance, Drew Locke, his value could slide further into the end of the first, maybe into the second. As we know, this year's draft is regarded as a defense-heavy selection. So Locke and these other quarterbacks who are competing out there at the Senior Bowl, they have their work cut out for them, but make no mistake, at 6'3", 230 pounds, this guy certainly has the attention of many draft evaluators. So watch out for him out of Missouri. This guy should have plenty of targets at his disposal. Now, of course, it's worth noting that these offenses and defenses that are being run for this All-Star game are very vanilla. There's not a whole lot of complexity. There's not a lot of different sophisticated looks and wrinkles. And for defense, same goes for them. They're not going to have stunts blitzes i think they can play man-to-man -man coverage on the outside so this will be a good determination if Locke has what it takes to learn how to survey the field and take what the defense gives him now on to the second prospect that i want to talk about it's will greer out of west virginia now greer does come from the big 12 so a pass happy conference but still, it seems like a lot of scouts are at odds with how they view Greer as a pro prospect. Right now, his projected draft grade is between a second or a third round pick, with a second round likely being the spot where he'll be taken come draft day. But in 2018, Greer completed 67% of his passes for 3,864 yards. 37 touchdowns, 8 interceptions. Multiple team sources who have seen Greer in person, especially in Mobile this week, say he has average arm strength and has a hard time driving the ball when he can't set his feet. Some of the media are pushing Greer as a first-round pick, so there it goes. It's a tug-of-war between some people say, hey, this guy's got what it takes. He's got the traits to be a first-round pick, but then others say he's got way too many red flags. One scout said it well. He said, Greer is a rhythm passer. When he's in a rhythm and you watch him on tape as a Mountaineer, that guy can shred defenses apart, and the most notable game that a lot of people talk about is the West Virginia-Texas game where he dropped the dime in the back of the end zone, ascended to overtime, and then ends up winning the game there in Austin in what was a fantastic college football game. And so that was an example of Greer operating, firing at all cylinders, serving the field, taking his time, showing some composure. But there's also a lot of tape out there that shows him 
stutter in the pocket, and when he falls out of that rhythm, he lets defenses dictate the tempo of his offense. He's all out of sorts. And even on seven on seven drills this week, he was very inaccurate at times. And so that has really been his downside. On Saturday, he's going to have an opportunity to not only go up against Big 12 defenses, he's going to have some players out there that are coming from the SEC, Georgia, Alabama. And there's also a couple of corners and safeties that aren't necessarily from power five schools but they are regarded as the best at their position so he's going to have plenty up against him with some nice weapons to go with him and he's gonna have to show these scouts and these naysayers that do not believe he has the intangibles and the traits to be successful in the nfl that will be his platform to leave a strong impression as we move toward the combine because you know 6'2", 221 pounds, that's a pretty good size for an NFL quarterback. But his inability to make those throws down the field with accuracy because he can put it down as we saw David Sills, one of his favorite wideouts who will be playing in the game as well. He has nice touch when it comes to lofting those passes up in the end zone, leading in those back shoulder fades. But it is an issue when a quarterback falls down a slippery slope rather quickly and he's unable to sustain himself and move forward. So we'll see what happens with Will Greer. He is a quarterback prospect to keep an eye on. Here's another one. Daniel Jones out of Duke. 6'5", 215 pounds, plays on the North squad. Now this guy legitimately has a shot to be taken in the first round. A lot of scouts are obsessing over his size. You know, while there's been more undersized quarterbacks coming into the NFL and they're finding success, there's nothing like seeing that prototypical quarterback that is at 6'5", that has that strength to take hits resembling a big Ben Roethlisberger mold. And so that is something that's going for him as well as his ability to play very well with not the best offensive playmakers around him during his time as a Duke Blue Devil. Jones completed 61% of his passes in 2018, 2,674 yards, 22 touchdowns, 9 interceptions. Scouts say that Jones has a good skill set, and they feel that he is getting good preparation for the NFL, being able to be out there at the Senior Bowl. Now, here's one thing that a lot of teams are intrigued by. It's his strong arm and his accuracy. He's shown the ability to make nice touch passes down the field. Good pocket presence to withstand pressure, and he also does a nice job of keeping his eyes down the field while buying time with his feet because he is mobile in a way where he's not going to peel off a 20-yard run at a high frequency, yet he does have that in order to get out of trouble and keep the chains moving. Now, Jones did struggle during Wednesday's practice, which wasn't televised on NFL Network because they moved the practices to the South Alabama indoor facility due to rain. But there was some clips that I went back and watched and he struggled. He threw two interceptions and team drills. And really it was just him zeroing in on one target and not really taking the time to let his other wideouts develop their routes down the field. So he has had some ups and downs, 
Some scouts have said, hey, look, you see that interception right there? That's exactly why we don't believe he can be a top 10 pick in this draft. But I feel like this guy has a lot working for him. He surely has a great opportunity on Saturday to come out to silence all those critics and also make up for his underwhelming practices there in Mobile. So Daniel Jones out of Duke. He's not coming from a big name school, but this guy could boost his draft stock dramatically if he's able to wow some scouts on Saturday. Now here's a dark horse candidate, Tyree Jackson from Buffalo, 6'7", 245 pounds, plays with the South team. He's projected to be a third, fourth round pick. In 2018, he completed 55% of his passes for 3,131 yards, 28 touchdowns, 12 interceptions. And in 2017, he completed 60.3% of his passes for 2,096 yards, 12 touchdowns, 3 interceptions. So there is some concern because his completion percentage has dipped from his 2017 season to 2018, although his passing yards are up as well as his touchdowns. So this guy really is the wild card, I believe, at the quarterback position. Some people are comparing him to Cardell Jones, Josh Allen, that type of mix where he has a cannon, he has a rocket for an arm, he can chunk the ball 60 yards down the field. But the negative aspect to his game is his ability to make continuous throws in the pocket withstanding different defensive looks because when it comes to throwing the underneath routes, Jackson seems to struggle. And in the NFL, you know, of course, you want a quarterback that can push the ball down the field. But a lot of it has to do with connecting on those 5-10 to 10 yard passes over the middle to make sure you're keeping defenses honest. And that's something that some scouts do not believe Jackson has in his toolbox. So Jackson, who's looked decent in practice this week, he is one of those players that happens to be a top performer when the lights are at its brightest. And that is certainly going to be the case on Saturday. All eyes on him as well. Big body quarterback. We'll see what he can do in front of stiffer competition. But do not forget the name Tyree Jackson. Is All it takes is one team to fall in love with his traits, with his size. And this guy could be drafted way higher than many people expect. Now I want to talk about four skill position players to watch really quickly. I got a lot of names here. Keelan Doss from UC Davis, 6'3", 206 pounds from the North team. Projected to be a third, fourth round pick. Doss was on NFL radars last year after his junior season. Big bodied wide out. He was dominant in his senior year with the Aggies in four seasons. He totaled 321 catches for 4,069 yards and 29 touchdowns while averaging 12.7 catches for 93 yards a game. In 2017 and 2018 alone, he combined for 233 receptions for 2,833 yards and 16 scores. This guy was productive. And one thing you're noticing if you've been watching these practices is because of his size, he's been able to be aggressive at the line of scrimmage when seeing jam coverage. It just seems like a lot of those corners have been unable to stay in front of him. And as they work into the red zone, 
Doss is certainly a threat, and a lot of teams have been meeting with them during the week. Now, of course, that's the case for a lot of these guys, but there's been an increase of interest just because now teams are starting to watch him against top D1 players, and it's starting to get them to believe in what Doss can become at the next level. Here's another name. Andy Isabella from the University of Massachusetts, 5'10", 195 pounds, for the North team, projected to be a fourth to fifth round pick. Now, this guy was productive at UMass over the past couple of seasons, and that steady play is what ultimately earned him an invitation to the Senior Bowl in 2018. Isabella caught 102 passes for 1,698 yards and 13 touchdowns. He had 65 catches for 1,020 yards and 10 scores as a junior for the NFL, he projects as a slot wideout. There was a lot of excitement about scouts getting to see him in Mobile this week. And while he had his moments where he was able to make some slot corners miss out in space, he's shown his explosiveness and his ability to make plays when given the ball in quick slant routes to the inside. But a lot of people have scrutinized him because they say he's been trying to get too cute, trying to make an extra jump cut that doesn't necessarily need to be made. And they're saying if this guy is unable to break that mold at the next level, NFL corners will eat him up at the line of scrimmage and will lock him down. So all of a sudden, while there is a lot of excitement, a lot of optimism about the type of player he could translate to at the next level, his knack for trying to do too much off the line of scrimmage has certainly weighed in on some scouts minds so that is something to watch how about Debo Samuel who's regarded as one of the best wideouts there in Mobile six foot 210 pounds plays for the South team he's projected to be a late first early second round pick he had 62 receptions for 882 yards and 11 touchdowns in 2018 now some team sources are extremely excited about Samuel and feel he has shown some early round potential he's got that explosive speed playmaking ability down the field that he showcased during his college career but they do worry about his health and where he's at in that regard. He missed most of the 2017 season due to a lower body injury. And for much of the 2018 season, Samuel was really just trying to get back into that top plane shape. And so scouts really wonder, okay, can he get back to that top form and especially in the NFL it's not going to be any easier than what he's seen at South Carolina but he has made some plays this week where evaluators have been in awe of what he can become what type of wideout he will evolve into in the right offensive system. So when you look at Debo Samuel, you're looking at an electric playmaker, a guy that you can really put in the slot. You can even put him outside because at 210 pounds, he has the size to handle his own up against longer more physical corners. He should be fun to watch on Saturday. Here's a couple of other players from smaller schools. Penny Hart, this guy, I believe, of all the wideouts, has had the best practice week. 
A lot of reports being put out there of his impressive one-on-one display, making corners look silly with his quickness. Hard is 5'8", 180 pounds, plays on the North Squad from Georgia State, so the Sun Belt. He's projected to be a third, fourth round pick, had a spectacular career at Georgia State, catching 202 passes for 2,950 yards, 19 touchdowns through four seasons. Penny was selected to the All Sun Belt Conference team three times, including being named to the first team in 2015 and 2017. Hart ranked second all-time in receptions, third in receiving yards, second in touchdown receptions, and second in all-purpose yards at Georgia State. This guy can do it all as a return man, and we're seeing a lot of different highlight videos of Hart just making defenders miss out in space, breaking them down with his ability to come off the line of scrimmage with precision, his ability to stick his foot in the ground, make a sharp cut inside or outside, and then soft hands. He's not a body catcher. This is a guy that has been able to lure in those passes and then turn it up the field for a big explosive play. So this guy, I believe, is really making a name for himself in Mobile, and it would not be surprising if this guy puts himself in contention to be selected at the end of the second round just because of how today's NFL offenses are harping on the importance of having these type of receivers to stretch opposing defenses. One more for you. This is a running back, Wes Hills from Slippery Rock. How about representing a Division II football team? This guy carries a load at 6'2", 218 pounds, playing on the South squad. He's projected to be a second or fourth round pick. Now here's where scouts are in awe of his production. He averaged 7 yards per carry in 2018 for 1,714 yards to go along with 17 touchdowns. He also had 28 receptions for 193 yards. Hills has the attention of NFL evaluators after transferring down to Division II from Delaware. He has a nice combination of size and speed. And at Delaware, he averaged 6.5 yards per carry for 1,849 yards and 14 touchdowns. He's done it on both levels, and he's doing it again with even more competition surrounding him. We look at some running backs in previous senior bowls. I know one back that he resembles David Johnson. I know that's a lofty comparison because Johnson has turned into an all-pro back for the Arizona Cardinals. But Wes Hills has similar traits, almost the same size. He, In fact, he's probably a little bit bigger than David Johnson. And you saw Johnson show out during the Senior Bowl. So Wes Hills certainly know this. He's going to hope to replicate a performance of that magnitude to get his name on the grid moving forward. Now let's take a look at some defensive players here. The first one is Montez Sweat out of Mississippi State. 6'6", 252 pounds. This guy is almost a lock to be a top 12 pick 
just because we know how high in demand edge rushers are in the NFL. Sweat totaled 53 tackles, 14 for loss, 11 and a half sacks, and one forced fumble in 2018. He was a dynamic pass rusher over the course of the season. He dominated Auburn with that three sack performance in the second half. He was also a force to be reckoned with against Florida left tackle Martez Ivy and was excellent against Kansas State in the bowl game. Sweat also put out a nice game against Alabama and Jonah Williams. So this guy really has been able to showcase his ability to be a speed rusher and a power rusher. He possesses a rare combination of these pass rushing skills and can also hold up very well in the run. Kind of reminds me of a Bradley Chubb coming out of NC State last year. But Sweat understands the importance of being able to play with a with his hand in the dirt as well as making a transition to an outside linebacker if he needs to. So there's one thing scouts are looking to see with Sweat on Saturday is, okay, if we drop him back in coverage, does he have the range to cover sideline to sideline? How is he going to look when he's chasing down running backs in the backfield? But make no mistake about it, a consensus All-American. This guy has it all. So Montez Sweat, I'm sure, will be a handful for all the tackles that go up against him tomorrow. How about Charles Amenahu out of Texas? Doesn't get a whole lot of publicity, but he was very productive during his time as a Longhorn, 6'6", 275 pounds, plays for the North squad, projected to be a mid-round pick, so fourth, fifth, or sixth at the latest, but I don't think he'll be there in the sixth round. Amenahu put together a quality senior season for the Longhorns, 45 tackles, 18 tackles for loss, nine and a half sacks, two passes batted, and he played well enough in 2018 to earn an invite to play at the Senior Bowl. Team sources say that Omenahu could be a solid backup defensive end who work, who eventually works himself into being a starter. So you're looking at a developmental product similar to what Dallas took in Taco Charlton when he came out of Michigan in 2017. Now, one thing that stands out to me about Omenahu is his arm length. This guy has reached to come off the line of scrimmage and really dictate where he wants to move opposing offensive tackles. And he was dominant against Georgia in the Senior Bowl. He was a consistent force in the backfield. So, you know, that game really triggered a lot of scouts, a lot of GMs, a lot of teams to say, hey, man, while he's not a finished product, say like a Montez Sweat, He does have some upside and some potential to be a game wrecker later on as he continues his development and progress with his raw traits as an NFL edge rusher. Here's one more pass rusher for you. Comes from a smaller school. Jalen Ferguson from Louisiana Tech, 6'5", 262 pounds. Playing with the South team, projected to be a second or third round pick. In 2018, Ferguson totaled 64 tackles, 26 tackles for loss, 17 and a half sacks, two forced fumbles, and four passes broken up. Some sources are intrigued with Ferguson, but others aren't as high on him. He is a huge love-hate prospect, really depending on which scout you ask. And now a similar prospect, 
arrived at the Senior Bowl last year from UTSA, Marcus Davenport, who ended up going in the first round where the Saints unloaded a package to move up to get him. Ferguson, in a sense, reminds me of Davenport, but they are different because Ferguson isn't quite as long and rangy as Davenport. And I feel like Ferguson is more polished as a pass rusher. You see it on tape. The guy had 17 and a half sacks, okay? I don't care if it's at Louisiana Tech against lower competition. One thing that does stand out about Ferguson is his aggressiveness and his ability to play on both sides as far as left end and right end and can even transition to become an outside linebacker. Very good against the run, has good football IQ, knows when to bail on the outside and chase on an outside toss, but also has the understanding of stopping the run inside the tackles. So look for Ferguson to see plenty of action. I'll be interested to see if they play him as a five technique. Maybe they put him in situations to be a pass rusher on third downs. So we'll see him, and I'm sure you'll hear his name called quite a bit on Saturday. Here's some top defensive backs as I close out today's episode. First one, Nasir Adderley out of Delaware. He's regarded as the best free safety prospect in the entire draft class. Six foot, 210 pounds, plays with the North squad, projected to be a second, third round pick. Adderley this week at the Senior Bowl has impressed evaluators. He's had a couple of interceptions in practices. Some teams have him graded over other high profile safeties. Adderley racked up nine interceptions over the past two seasons at Delaware and has improved his tackle production every year over the past three seasons. Some scouts believe Adderley could could easily go in the second round of the NFL draft and think it's unlikely at this point that he's going to slip to the round number three. He's a steady riser and a strong game to cap off a nice week of practice will only continue to build the hype surrounding Adderley and the type of ball hawking safety that he is. How about Rock Yasin, cornerback out of Temple, 6'1", 190 pounds, For the South squad, he's projected to be a late first round pick at the highest and his floor is a second round pick. He was a mid-year transfer in January from Presbyterian College after they decided to move down from FCS to D2. Yasin was extended the opportunity to finish out his scholarship but he wanted to seek opportunities elsewhere therefore he transferred to Temple University. He was third in the conference and tied for 14th in the nation in passes defensed with 12 of them. Made his first career start in FBS for Temple against Villanova. Recorded his first interception. This guy has really shut down a lot of the receivers there at the Senior Bowl this week. He's been sensational in one-on-one battles on the outside. He's actually gone at it with Debo Samuel from South Carolina. That has been a fun heavyweight battle to watch and both of them have really won their certain one-on-one matches but Rakia Sin has been a consistent force in the secondary and a lot of scouts have really come around on him and believe that with his size and length he could be a potential all-pro candidate at the next level 
And one more defensive back to keep an eye on. He's a little bit more of a mid-round pick, but his length is certainly worth noting. Lonnie Johnson Jr. from Kentucky, 6'3", 206 pounds, playing with the South squad, projected to be a third, fourth-round pick in 2018. Johnson totaled 23 tackles with four passes broken up. He was better than the numbers indicated, having done a nice job of limiting opposing wideouts in the SEC. The Wildcats had a good secondary this past season. I think it's safe to say that Johnson was their best corner and was very reliable in coverage. He was very dependable for a defense that really exceeded expectations. And you know what? They really haven't given him a lot of attention during practice. But on Saturday, this is a guy that will have plenty of looks going up against bigger wideouts on the outside, especially as we get into red zone offenses. I'm going to be interested to see how he stacks up against smaller wideouts with more quickness. We know he has the length to get his hands on them at the line of scrimmage. Now the question is, how much hip flex does he play with? Can he turn? Can he run? He's another name that you may want to take note of when both of these teams take the field on Saturday. So there you have it. There's some prospects there out at the Senior Bowl. Just I wanted to give you some insight about what scouts are saying about them, some of their strengths, some of their weaknesses. I know I'll be tuned in on NFL Network. It's an exciting time to see all of these prospects get a chance to shine on the biggest stage in an all-star game. Looking forward to it. And I appreciate you all taking the time to listen in as we move into the weekend. Of course, Super Bowl week starts on Monday. I'm going to get into all of the matchups next week as well. But until then, have a blessed afternoon and take care. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.